Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I'm the Reverend Infuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake. No, we don't. Ah. He's on assignment. BJ Shea's doing something else right now. I don't know what it is. He's probably watching uh, Star Trek Picard. Marco? Polo! Marco? Polo! But we've got running the boards, Joey D's. Hello. Hello! (laughs) On today's show, we will get comic book recommendations from Scott over at Comics Dungeon. Vicky reviews Witcher. Congratulations, you Uh, binge watched another show. uh, It took me a minute. We're going to get some show announcements. uh, We're going to get some show announcements from Disney Plus. What? Maybe some of that more. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have all our podcast (laughs) blogs and more. More. (laughs) Or just BJ Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and radio.com. And let's get right into it since it is comic book day. We've got Scott over at Comics Dungeon to give his comic book recommendations this week. Scott from Comics Dungeon joins us. And again, man, ComicsDungeon.com is where you can get uh, the information to check out this awesome local comic book shop. And, you know, get in contact with Scott and the other experts at at the location to get those comic book recommendations. What do you have for us this week, Scott? Well, this week we've got a couple kind of events um wonder woman is turning 750 Um, (laughs) that's a good way to put that (laughs) she's uh uh uh, issue 750s come has actually come out and it's a you know as dc has been doing it's an anthology book uh a bunch of different creators get to get together and get to tell stories uh uh self-contained stories that uh, people can kind of just jump into and read and just go, oh, this is what Wonder Woman's about and uh, understand the different dimensions uh, that she brings. Um, and DC did this for Detective 1000, Action 1000, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 750, and coming up, there's going to be Flash 750, uh, the Joker's going to get one, Robin's going to get one, Catwoman's going to get one. So they're, they're really interesting I don't want to say jump on places, but they're, they're places to get a lot of content about a specific character and, uh, um, you know, kind of explore what they're all about. And that's one of the fun things, too, as well, is this is one of those uh, good things to have if maybe you have someone in your life who is a big fan of these characters because you can get all of those stories and maybe you don't want to accidentally get them a comic book that is a middle ground jumping on point. So this is a good one just because it's a, a lot of the character that one person may just have the favorite of. Absolutely. Uh, moving on from that, let's t- talk about the Marvel side. What do you got from us on that? On that side, we've got Iron Man 2020. So Tony Stark, Tony Stark, Tony Stark <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, came out uh, uh, not too long ago. And he said, you know what? I'm dead. 
what you've been interacting with for the past several years is just an AI. What? Uh, wow. Right. And wow. I'm like, okay, well, there you go. That's something. And, um, and that created some chaos. Uh, Tony's brother said, well, then you can't run the company, so I'm going to take over Stark Industries. Um, and, oh, well, then I'm also going to take over Iron Man, so that's owned by Stark Industries. And uh, so Tony, um, Tony, or the AI formerly known as Tony, uh, uh, takes over uh, the Mark I armor, so the very original gray armor that he built in the in the cave and all of that cool. and he goes by mark one now oh so just just mark one not like iron man mark one just mark one just mark one that's cool yeah, yeah it's kind of cool it's, it's a little retro and all that and 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 he's actually kind of wrapped up in this ai uprising in marvel we've got lots of the other ai characters you know machine man and and others that are kind of creating this revolution for identity and for rights and and all that and uh iron man now tony's brother uh is like yeah i don't think i'm down with this so uh you get uh, Iron Man versus Iron Man uh, going on here. And you, you get to see some of the characters that you just haven't seen. Iron Man, I think uh, Forceworks is going to be involved in here. And a, a few other just characters that uh, have been part of the Marvel history, but not part of the mainstream. And that's kind of fun in terms of, I mean, it just it just makes me laugh because it seems like uh, Tony and Iron Man seem to kind of be in the middle of every single Civil War out there. Yeah, right. You know, you, maybe, maybe it might be Tony. Maybe he's yeah. After enough times, it might not be everyone else, buddy. It might be you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Scott. Again, Scott over at Comics Dungeon, ComicsDungeon.com, or even the charitable side, C4C3.org. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, Rob. Thank you so much, Scott. And, you know, he does talk Marvel and DC a lot, and especially what we just did it right now with Wonder Woman and Iron Man. And who can blame him? Right. But there are so many other comic books out there. Maybe the big two aren't your thing, and maybe it's a genre that you're interested in. Give them a message. Shoot them a message and see what's up, because without fail, and I'm going to say this, without fail, he'll find you something you like. Putting a little pressure on Scott there, but you know, hey, we well, trust him here. Well, <laughs> we like, absolutely I, do. Like uh, when I lived in Seattle, that was my comic book store, Comics Dungeon. It was like ten was minutes really? from my house. Yeah. Oh wow! I'd, I'd go in all the time, like, hey, something, something, and they're like, oh no, yeah, no, we heard on the podcast. I'm like, oh hey, <laughs> <laughs> but go in, be like, I like this, or what about this? And they were super knowledgeable, super helpful, super friendly, and it's such a cool store, and it's in a cool area. You can walk up, and if you're ever in the Seattle area, go there. Then get Dick's Burgers because it's oh, right up the street. Oh, perfect! It is like our best I burger joint. I for some burgers right now and shakes. Oh and yeah, fries. and yeah. all the shakes. I don't know about the fries, but I love the shakes and the burgers. Anywho, hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky, you saw The Witcher, and we've previously uh, to your Witcher. Oh, <laughs> See, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, Joe has <laughs> Joe has reviewed this as well. Um, but we want to get your take on that because you know it's it's always one of those things where I don't know, Joe. Did you ever play the video game? Uh, no, but I've watched a lot of okay. gameplay. So you're very familiar with it. And Vicky, I'm just going to assume that you weren't very familiar with the video game or the no. novels. No, 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 at all. So as a as a fresh face to this, how did you feel about it? Uh, so 
I ended up watching it with a good friend of mine who played, I think, Witcher 3. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and we, that's the big one right now. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing with it is we knew ahead of time there was multiple storylines. So we were super paying attention, aware of what was going on. And he had seen a few episodes like briefly, like his roommate was watching him and he kind of watched over. So he kind of had an idea of what was already going on. Okay. So he was able to keep me on track. He's like, which timeline are we on? I'm like, are we on this timeline? He's like, yep. Like, because, and I'll be honest, like uh, with you, a lot of the times when you're watching a show, you're not necessarily nope. paying attention. Nope. And I felt, and Joe, correct me on this one. This one, you kind of really needed to pay attention just to figure out where you are in the timeline. Yes. Yeah, you'll get lost quickly if you're not, you know, paying attention to every character. Right. You, like you definitely. This isn't like a Game of Thrones where I mean, you're gonna get confused with the character names because they're weird character names. But you. Oh yeah, it's fantasy. Have to have to have to remember the character names. Because that's what's going to tell you what timeline it is. Dude, that happened to me in Lord oh. of the Rings. They would say Saruman and Sauron. And I would yeah. be like, are those the same people? And then I'd look up and I'd be confused. And that was a big thing too. Yeah, I'd always been really confused by that as well. So I was like, yeah, it's like, no, Saruman is the guy with the white beard. And then Sauron is the eyeball. Yeah. The big old eyeball. <laughs> um, it, it is difficult. And I can definitely see why a lot of people have to watch it a second time around because or have to restart it. Because. Because of that, if you're not fully paying attention or even it does get confusing, Um, but literally like probably halfway through it, I was like, I'm totally understanding everything that's going on right now. And then as you watch, you're like, oh, so that's what this was in this flashback or whatever. And like, this is a flashback of that. Now I'm understanding. Um, I can't wait for season two. I've talked to people who said that Henry Cavill's acting felt very robotic or very like cheesy. And I was like... video game show. <laughs> well, yeah, that's his own <laughs> character. He's like already dead. Yeah, and he's beautiful. Like, <laughs> there we go. We yeah, got to the crux of it. I mean, <laughs> he is. I'm not watching it for his stellar acting. I'm watching it for his <laughs> stellar pecs. That's like the same thing that they complain about stellar Captain Marvel, pecs. and you're like, that's her character. That's yeah. the point. That's, yes. And that's another, I mean, it's a really good point to have with that. I mean, it's like, oh, this characters wouldn't and you're like well look at the context of what the character is and what the actor's putting into it most of the time they're trying to portray what has been told to them by the director or whomever is uh, telling them what to do and so if it comes off wooden maybe that's kind of maybe how the character is supposed to be because i mean we, we've seen henry cavill and other stuff and he's yeah. mostly like the big brute mm-hmm. or just big you know either superman or he was in that mission uh, mission impossible movie yep. he's just a big dude but he is the thing I appreciate about him is that he is a nerd. Oh like, yeah, uber nerd. Giant. Yeah, and that's like what, there's like a meme out there was just talking about like just how much of like a gamer he was. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's and, really amazing to be like that. Oh, he's one of us. And like the only reason he's not really a gamer <laughs> anymore is because he's so freaking busy. You can't yeah. look like Superman, have Superman's physique, and play video games all the time because there is no time. <laughs> you have to be at the gym like ten hours a day. Yeah, and I mean that's like one of the biggest things. Even with like uh, uh, comic Kumail Nanjiani, mm-hmm. he's going to be in the. Eternals, mm-hmm. uh, the Disney Eternals, and he posted an Instagram picture of him, and he he got the the Pratt treatment where oh, yeah. he's got like an amazing six pack. Like he's like, I'm not one to like show off myself, but I can't help but do so because I'm so happy about this. But like, it's not 
sustainable. No, and he even said himself, it was just like, yeah, you know, this is completely possible if you have, you know, the backing of a billion dollar company yep. who has who has the funds and the ability. The, the to, personal trainer yeah, yeah, and exactly. the, the nutritionist and somebody making your own, your food for you and telling you what to do exactly. Like, that yeah. would be awesome. Yeah, I hear that's a big thing when it comes to, like, getting that cut is that you have to have someone follow you around and tell you not to eat the stuff. Yeah, like, basically slap it out of your hands and then a lot of the times when they're doing pictures like that, you're super dehydrated because they want to get rid of all that water weight and mm-hmm. do all of these things. Like, it's a massive process that you can't just keep doing. It yeah. reminds me of, uh, I think his name, Rob McKenney or whatever. The uh, Mac, I think, from oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Always Sunny. Because uh, he had gained all that weight. Fat on, Mac. Yeah, Fat Mac. And then he lost it all and got ripped again. He's like, look, it's not that hard. All you need to do is lift weight six days a week. Stop drinking alcohol. Don't eat anything after 7 p.m. Don't eat any carbs or sugar at all. In fact, just don't eat anything you like. Get a personal trainer from Magic Mike. Sleep nine hours a night. Run three miles a day. And have a studio pay for the whole thing over a six to seven month period or span. I don't know why everyone's not doing this. It's super realistic lifestyle and an appropriate body image to compare oneself to. Right. Hashtag Hollywood. Yeah. So... Oh. Like in, unless you're like someone like if like you know like if you're doing like Modoc or something like the animated series, it's like yeah sure yeah I can look like that I can look like just a big head sitting on a sitting on a little thing there. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna play a fat king, you know, in all my roles, and that way I can just really oh hey Mr. Baratheon, how you doing there? Yeah, I'll get paid six months to eat pizza, <laughs> sit on my ass, you know, it'll be great. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched the Super Bowl, but uh, one of the best things that I saw out of it mm-hmm. was the. Disney Plus commercial. Yeah. Showing off Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Loki. I wasn't expecting Loki. Neither was I. Wasn't I wasn't either. Yeah, so I was super stoked about that. Just the fact that when you got to see uh, Falcon picking up the shield and throwing it into the tree, I thought that was badass. It's practice, man. And uh, it looks like now Marvel Studios uh, has actually given the release dates on these programs. Well, most of them. Falcon and the Winter Soldier will debut in August. WandaVision Vision will happen in December. And we don't know anything really about Loki, but maybe in 2021. So that's a pretty hmm. good idea on that one. I'm really excited to see all of this. And also they did, uh, there was another one as well that they were talking about. The Hawkeye was one that they haven't actually thrown out yet in it's, terms of dates or a trailer or anything like that. I don't know like still doing it because I know there's a controversy that, you know, he had some issues with his wife, his personal life. And so I think they're maybe potentially putting it on hold. I don't know if that really stuck or not. Wow, um, yeah. So that would make sense. Or at least maybe putting it on hold until stuff gets resolved. And at this point, it's scheduled to premiere in fall of 2021. So, But I mean, at I, that yeah. point, you have no idea what's you really going to be going on with that. I was didn't think I was going to like the WandaVision show, but I actually was kind of interested by the trailer. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of the, – the thing about it that was the, the interesting part mm-hmm. is that we've seen like the concept art where it was those two stand or sitting there on the couch and it's very like 50s or 60s colorized version. But when you watch the trailer, it bounced. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like there's the black and white thing well, and there there's a bunch of different versions. 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Yeah. So like I've seen some of the breakdowns they've done. Uh, oh, really? Okay. And there's some stuff that you don't catch right away. And one of them I'm like, oh, they're just, you know, they're making that face because it's babies. But that part where they're kind of dressed in the 90s garb and Wanda's like, oh. <gasps> If you pay attention, you stop the uh, the 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 film, if you will. Um, <laughs> you could see these binkies kind of floating. 
Oh, really? So in the comics, I think her she had two babies with Vision. They were twins, and so they probably have superpowers. And they have they've mentioned that as well too. That uh, like you, you look at stuff like comic book resources mm-hmm. and uh, some of those other things. They're talking about uh, the different powers that the kids have because. And it was funny because I think the kid was an android in the comics, mm-hmm. whatever Vision is, uh, the boy, and then uh, the girl was more Scarlet Witch. Yep. So I wonder if they're going to keep that sort of dichotomy on that. I think I also read that, that in one of the series, I think it was two boys. So who knows if this is going to be a boy and a girl. Because um, I think she did it after he might have died. I think in the comics, don't quote me on that. I don't remember. I just remember reading about her story. And so I had explained to my friends, like, why is this looking like a sitcom, like weird in all these different decades? It's because Wanda can change reality. And so this mm-hmm. is probably how she's coping with him dead. Yeah. I have a high bar, obviously, with the whole because she's kind of like a godlike person, you know, Mm -hmm. after seeing Watchmen and being so impressed with that. So I'm hoping that if it's on that level of good writing, that it might be, you know, one of the better shows to, you know, premiere this year. I'm really hoping next year, I guess, technically this year in December. Yeah, yeah. December is just going to be a ways off. But super excited for all of that. Um, uh, another one was that the Mandalorian is going to get its second season yes! in October and a third season, right? I don't know. Like, I just know that they confirmed the second season would be for that. And that's all I want right now. They'll, I'm sure as long as they're making money that they're going to keep on putting out Mandalorian stuff. Yeah, I, I honestly, my biggest fun thing to watch about The Mandalorian, because, you know, I, I don't hate it as much as I probably come off as I hate it, but I, <laughs> I just I want to see what happens to all the Baby Yoda merchandise, because I know there's going to be one thing that I'm going to want to buy that's Baby Yoda-based, oh, yeah. that I'll break down and be like, all right. <laughs> Take my money, me. Disney. Yep. Did you see? Okay, so there's uh, there's a, one, of the, uh, one of the sites out there that puts out, like, massive uh, expensive collectibles. Uh, they put out a Baby Yoda full-size... Well, quote unquote, the child, and uh, it's uh, three hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, that's casual. Hmm. But also, I think it's uh, life size. So, I mean, Vicky oh. size on that one. <laughs> so, because I mean, uh, I know that Disney's been cracking down on the uh, the uh, the black market crocheted baby Yodas. So I was glad I was able to get one from one of my friends that sits right next to or right on top of the stand of my uh, Yoda statue mm. that I got from Blockbuster Ooh. back in the day. I want to get a full sized chi- uh, the child baby Yoda. But I don't really want to spend three hundred fifty dollars. You have the best picture, though. You got to think about this. What if you wore both your Infinity Gauntlets and, like the Lion King, raised a full life baby Yoda? <laughs> up? I just, that would no, be amazing. No, I just came up with the best Halloween costume oh, or no. Comic Con costume. So you remember? I think uh, was it Alan in a uh, Hangover? Yes. Yep. Zach Galifianakis' character. Yeah. So kind of something similar with like the wolf pack shirt, or if you can get like a different like the Star Wars equivalent to a wolf. Um, <laughs> wear the Mandalorian helmet. And then have like the 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 baby in the carrier and have that be yeah, a, that would oh. be amazing. Um, uh, also, I want to tell you, um, unfortunately, it looks like the $350 Mandalorian, the child life-size figure from Sideshow Collectibles is sold out on pre-order. Oh. How? Who's surprised? What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, man. I can't even uh, live this dream yet. <laughs> no, you cannot. And uh, yeah. Damn uh, it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Uh, there was one other trailer during the Super Bowl that I was really excited to see, by the way. What was that? The Black Widow one. <gasps> yeah. I'm excited for that movie. I know it's not going to be as cool and fancy as the other ones uh, because she doesn't have any superpowers and I'm not really she sure. She does have superpowers. I think. Maybe. 
No. Oh, I think she's just a trained assassin. No, yeah, yeah she's mind, a trained mind, assassin. Mind, mind, mind. Really she's like kind of a superpower. <laughs> uh, she is that amazing. Uh, but I'm excited. I love David Harbour. Uh, there you go. I, love, like I, also, they... I also love uh, Rachel Weiss. Okay. Uh, especially from The Mummy. <laughs> she was so adorable. Oh, yeah, she was in that. She's been in a lot of stuff. I really like her acting. So I'm excited for this movie. I know. I'm like, I'm really glad that I paid for the year of Disney+. Plus. I mean, yeah, I probably could have gotten it free with, you know, however which way people are getting it for free. I'm going to get free through my dad because it's the same thing. <laughs> Congratulations on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was I, set, that I set it. it up. So technically, I think well, it's, you had it to work be. for it. I then. worked for it. I set it up for him. All right. Solid on that point. Uh, but yeah, I just... It's one of those things, like, I still watch the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. In order to get set up and ready for one of my D&D adventures when I had some people come over, uh, since it's set in Eberron, which is kind of a steampunky thing, I beforehand I watched Treasure Planet, which mm-hmm. I'd actually never seen before. Oh, so really? that was pretty cool. Yeah. A lot of people are like giving it props now after years, because it was a box office flop. Yep. But it is really good, and it's really fun, and plus it's sort of steampunky, so it kind of <laughs> worked for me. See, uh, do you watch anything besides like The Mandalorian on Disney Plus, Joe? Oh gosh, I don't think I have yet. No, CBS, but not Disney Plus. Yeah, no. yeah. See, for me, I definitely have been going back watching the old school uh, movies, and even not so old school. Like I love Brave. That's one of my like favorite ones, and that one's fairly recent over the, within the last like 10, 15 years. Yeah, compared to some of the other stuff. But I've watched. Do you guys uh, remember the uh, Robin Hood movie when yeah, he was with a fox? foxes? Yeah, that one came out in, like the '60s or the '70s. It was amazing. Or that was even one, early. that actually was actually earlier. One, yeah, that was one of the ones that I would watch a lot as a, uh, a younger rev. I seriously started doing that in the halls, and everybody they're like, "Oh my god!" Like everyone perked <laughs> up. Everyone knew what that movie was. It's a good one too. I really enjoyed that one. But, I, I, yeah, I like all the uh, animated movies. I'm very excited. Well, uh, stick around, Vicky, because you know what it's time for? The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, what's going on? I got a lot of stuff. I'm very excited. All right. Because I really want to talk about all these things. Okay. So go by quick. First thing, <laughs> I said this to Rev, and I'm very, very excited because for $10 or $9.94 or something, go to Amazon, and you can get an adult coloring book, but not just any adult coloring book. <laughs> a Jason Momoa coloring book. Of course. Yes, you have some him playing with dogs. You have one in a bubble bath, like kind of Aquaman style. It's just all these feel-good, stress-relieving things, and you can just color Jason Momoa. Uh, <laughs> apparently, this isn't the first one they've ever done. Uh, they also have a Keanu Reeves and an Idris Elba Ooh, one. I like the Keanu Reeves one. That's kind of cool. Oh, excuse me. These are the ones that are going to be coming out soon. So, ah, uh, but, so we've got to wait for those. Yes. Uh, sets release in June and September, respectively. What so. did you think about the Super Bowl commercial where he takes off all of his clothes? Oh, I or thought it was skin brilliant. Or hair. His whole, his whole vibe. Oh, it was hilarious because it just shows that he has no problem making fun of himself and just having fun. That's what I love about like seeing some of these actors do these commercials, especially when they're like leading ma- leading man pretty or like that badass action star and just being goofballs. That is my favorite thing. Well, it's like the guys on, people on social media who said he had a dad bod after he like kind of lost a little bit of his muscle from Aquaman and I'm like the dude's ripped. <laughs> He's so ripped and it's like it's hard to maintain that body like for a movie. Like even in a Witcher, I was reading that Henry Cavill and like that in a famous uh, bathtub scene, he had to like dehydrate himself for like two or three days. Oh yeah, so it's he, crazy. So That's you can rough. get that like ripped vibe. But if you uh, just want to color him playing with dogs and stuff, uh, you can get it on Amazon. Hooray! Um, but uh, going into like superhero movies, so Sam Raimi, we know him from the Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. and some other stuffs, right? Apparently, there's talk that he's going to direct Doctor Strange too. 
Mm. Uh, apparently, uh, we it's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Uh, so the the original director Scott uh, Derrickson was supposed to direct, and has stated the reason he was leaving was because of creative differences. So now, an exclusive uh, through Variety, they uh, they learn that his replacement may be Sam Raimi. So he technically was the start of all superhero movies, like the the world we're in with Spider-Man back in like what two thousand and two. Yeah, a while yeah. ago. Yeah, I was twelve. Jesus. Um. So we'll see. Like uh, the the last one was not great, and you probably also know um Sam Raimi from you know stuff like Poltergeist or Evil Dead and Drag Me to Hell. Yep, which is a lot of fun. So we shall we shall see. I feel like he's got that enough darkness. To make it weird because that's Doctor Strange. It's weird. Yeah. But he's also got a really wicked sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping that if they do something, I hope they do something along the lines of like the practical effects and stuff because mm-hmm. that would be amazing. Well, I guess we'll, uh, we'll see what, what ends up happening. Uh, I do want to say one more thing and then I have a really cool list I also found. Hmm. So a terrible idea for playing de- uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh-oh. Tarot D&D. It's D&D, but you replace the dice with tarot cards, and the DM has to interpret the results by symbolism instead of numbers. Oh. Well, I mean... That's kind of cool. As a DM, there's a lot of times where I just fudge numbers, so, I mean, maybe this will work out. It says, ooh, my friend proposed an idea similar to this, uh, like CAA, so Cards Against Humanity, D&D. Mm-hmm. It's basically the same concept, but instead of tarot cards, you use Cards Against Humanity cards. And so she put it, perception check, and then pulled out a card, bees, Bees! Bees! It's, somebody said, uh, that sounds absolutely horrendous and your friend should be very proud. <laughs> that would be amazing if you could just mix Cards Against Humanity. Because I love Cards Against Humanity, but it's overdone. Yeah. Like, you played enough at enough game, at a game nights that you know all the cards. It's not funny anymore. But if you can mix it in with another game, mm-hmm. I'm really digging this. That would be kind of interesting on that end. Um, I found an article from Crack.com where it's non-racial movie stereotypes that are weird, but they make sense. Like, you see this all the time in movies, and I love that they did, like, a non-racial one because there's always, like, oh, this person's always this, and this person's always that. But these are funny because they're really, really true. So if you're a cocky guy or you're being a cocky dude, they love, like, biting into apples when they're being cocky. Really? So we got, like, uh, Draco Draco Malfoy, Jack Sparrow, um, the creepy dude from Death Note, Indiana Jones when he's being (laughs) cocky, James T. Kirk. Did he really bite an apple? Yeah. I don't remember that. (laughs) I do. Wow, now that you mentioned that, I remember that scene. But it's anytime like, (laughs) it's always, it's a thing. Or how about, you know, when the hero is like a suburban type hero, they always drive a pickup truck. Yep. Yep, it shows that they're down to earth. Yep, Fear of the Walking Dead, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Twilight, Gran Torino. Or if you're looking to score some drugs, just go find a tattooed guy. If he's got tattoos, he might have. He probably has drugs. Well, that's just true. I mean, that's just life. Yep, and this is true in like <laughs> cartoons and, and like Nip Tuck, uh, American Dad, they all did that kind of thing. Or loners in movies are almost always creepy and weird. Yeah. So uh, Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver... Uh, Seymour Parrish from One Hour Photo. It's just, yeah, I, like there's sometimes just like, lo- like I had a friend who was a loner in high school and he was really weird, but he was like the goofiest guy ever. You just have to kind of break through that shell. So I would love to see more diversity when it comes to that. I it's like maybe that. I just don't like people because they scare me. <laughs> and have you noticed that if you're a captain, you're always a hero? Oh, I was hoping you, you always have a hat. 
I like that. I don't know. Captain Planet doesn't have a hat. Damn it, he does it. But he's a hero. Yeah. He brings pollution down to zero. Captain Marvel, like the DC original ones. Captain Kirk doesn't, Picard. Uh, but doc- doctors are always the villains, like, you know, Dr. Doom, Dr. Octopus, Dr. Doc- Strange, Dr. Hugo Strange, Dr. Evil. Dr. Hugo Strange, there you go, because I'm like, Dr. Dr. Strange, Claw. Strange. Dr. Eggman. So, apparently all these bad guys get doctorates. I wonder if there's a Dr. Doctor. That's I, a bad I, guy. I believe hmm. it. Um, also, if every author of a beloved work turns out to be a curmudgeonly recluse. Mm. So in Goosebumps, uh, The Fault in Our Stars, Hey Arnold, Adult World, uh, Field of Dreams. So if you're an author and that made something really awesome, you're just going to be like grumpy and reclusive. And this one, I want to get mad at, but that would prove the point. Uh Uh-oh. The short character. Oh. The people who are always portrayed as short are Mm -hmm. always aggressive, hot-tempered, short, or short-tempered and (laughs) ill-mannered. Short-tempered. (laughs) <laughs> yeah well i mean they have it's that yeah that fiery spirit it's the 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 quote-unquote napoleon complex yeah, sort of thing like all of that sort of stuff and i want to get mad but it is very true <laughs> as somebody who's five foot one i can confirm it is a real a real thing so it's not necessarily a trope it's just life it's just life and hey, i love that it happens. They, <laughs> they pointed out wolverine on this uh todd from usual suspects yao from mulan uh or goth girls no dark magic and are all all bat s crazy vicky are, you, are, are i don't you, do dark magic are, uh, i don't believe you i don't know i'm scared of it <laughs> of course you are <laughs> like what if it goes bad Magic comes with a price, okay? Uh, I don't have enough. All to right, you watch the craft. I get it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was watching more, uh, Once Upon a Time. Uh, Magic comes at a price. Uh, if, uh, not all nerds wear glasses, but anyone who wears glasses is probably a nerd. Yeah, nerds. So definitely. Velma, Steve Urkel, Professor, Professor Frink, or Professor Farnsworth. Um, no matter how sexy the librarian, glasses are required. It's true. Every time. <laughs> Until they take them off. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then it's just, just sexy. <laughs> wow. Hollywood seems to think that cats are the symbol of pure evil. That must be why nearly every movie or TV show villain owns a cat. Have you ever lived with a cat? No. Well, Allergic. they're not wrong. <laughs> cats are, you are saying that damn it, Carl and, and Frank from accounting are, are evil? Let me tell you. Yes and yes and yes. And yes, and yes. And I love like the, the, the examples they gave were like Gargamel, Ernest <laughs> mm-hmm. Blofeld, which I believe is like a Bond villain, which yep. is yep. the one that Dr. Evil was based off of. Mm-hmm. Mr. Bigglesworth. Um, uh, Dolores Umbridge, as well as Angelica Pickles from The Rugrats. She had a cat? She had a cat. Evil, evil. Crazy white hair also equals genius thinker. Yep, yep, yep. Because of the Einstein thing. I mean, right. I kind of get that at that point. Like, it's a, it's a trope that it immediately lets you recognize um, that you're a They're, genius. You but go with that with, but like, also Rick kinda, as well. You're kind of crazy because you never fix your hair, and mm-hmm. it's kind of... Yeah. So, so they had Yoda and Doc, uh, Doc <laughs> Brown on this. Yeah, oh, yeah, Doc Brown. Uh, and I'll give you one more. Super rich superheroes seem to be heirs to their fu- fortune, so they just kind of get their money. Uh, that's kind of how that works. And super rich supervillains seem to have to work for a living. Oh. Okay. Huh. 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 I that's didn't think about true. that one. I mean, I totally get the one side, but yeah, I guess the... Yeah, I've had to work so hard at this and et cetera, et cetera. There's so many awesome ones. I'll post this. Like, nice. geniuses are all jerks. That's true, too. Yeah. They don't have no time for no BS, and like, you know, decorum. What about Mr. Fantastic? Yeah, uh, he is an absolute jerk. He turns into the maker, dude. 
Damn. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> this one. Okay, one more. Uh, people who knit can only make hideous sweaters. Uh, I know people who knit and make pretty sweaters. Why can't we have more positivity in knitting in the media? Wow. So that's where you're going to choose to call all of this out. Hot take. Yeah. <laughs> well, until next time, guys. Stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.